you've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. This week on the Urban Shooter, episode 202. Some long discussions about marriage. Christianity, Ray Charles, naked but not ashamed. Interview with Crossmen Corporation, makers of air guns and all cool stuff with O2. Our question of the week comes from our Facebook family. And a debut of the updated and fresher than homemade buttermilk Urban Shooter Podcast. All this and a little extra coming up next. Crossbreedholsters.com presents the Urban Shooter Podcast. This is the program variety show that features inspiration, observations, and conversations about life, the shooting sports, and more. And here he is, now helping you survive another week, your friend and brother from a different mother, the black man with a gun, the pastor of patriots, paladins, and pistoleros, Ken Blanchard. All right, all right. It's your friend. It's your brother, Ken Blanchard. And I'm back in the saddle again. Hey, how you doing this week? It's snowing like a big dog somewhere. Uh, we had a little blizzard here in D.C. And it was mayhem because it's mayhem if it snows like an inch around here. But uh, this time we had about anywhere from six inches to a foot. So it was like snowmageddon in D.C. Um, people are leaving their cars on the highway and everything. Um, luckily for me, I had a uh, cold, so I stayed home, and it snowed, and everybody went crazy, and I was here playing with the dog, enjoying my day off, sipping on NyQuil and chilling like a villain. Being sick ain't so bad when you got a plan. Too bad I didn't have one. But the cold is gone, and I'm um, feeling better. So hopefully I can get my rusty dusty back into work before they get my desk away to somebody because it's hard out here for a brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I got a job. Overall, things are going pretty good in the Blanchard household. Um, just reminded about, you know, this is my 20th anniversary this year coming up in the summertime and I got to make some plans. I'm going to do a whole lot of traveling with the NRA meet and the gun owners or gun rights policy conference later in the year and that event in Hollywood I talked about last week, but I got to make sure I take the wife out somewhere nice. Always. Speaking of marriages, I had a young brother who came to me and man, he had a, he had his hand in his hat. He was doing pretty bad, um, seeing how he hadn't fulfilled his duties as a husband, and eight months have been rough for him, and he was feeling pretty bad. So I thought I'd just share uh, a little bit of tidbits about marriage and uh, it's from a Christian point of view so if you're a non-Christian you might not want to listen to that part but I'm just giving you fair warning the whole show actually is about a, about an hour plus this week um, I tried to keep it a little shorter but it didn't happen that thing just kept going but I'm gonna tell you what also got um, some new pieces for the Urban Shooter podcast and uh, some new improvements are coming and um, I've invested a lot of time and money into some stuff and it's going to be a great show this year. It's going to be off the hook. Um, as soon as I get over my fear of video, I'm going to upload some stuff for you guys. But until then, you have to just hang in there and listen to the audio. How you doing? I mean, really, you doing all right? 
You can contact me whenever you feel like it. Share what's going on with you um, at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Also, you can call me and leave me a toll-free message. Um, it's really nice when I get somebody encourage me because sometimes, like, three-fourths of the week, something happens. Um, or I listen to some really troubling news from somebody and being a pastor of Patriots, I put on my collar and pray with them and talk to them. And but that stuff leaves you defeated, man. If you hear all the negatives, sometimes you need some pep up every once in a while. And that's kind of why I got this show. Help you keep on going, help you make it. Because I know I'm not the only one out here helping people. And, you know, sometimes we're the only people we got. So you got me, I got you, and we got you, babe, that whole thing going on. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's look get John Wayne up in here and get this party rolling. Because it's on like popcorn. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. A woman is in a bar of a cruise ship, and she asks the bartender for a scotch and two drops of water. As the bartender gives her the drink, she says, It's my 80th birthday today, and I'm on this cruise to celebrate. The bartender says, Well, since it's your birthday, I'll buy you a drink. In fact, I'll take care of this one for you. As she finishes her drink, the woman to her right says, I guess I should buy you a drink, too. The old woman says, All right, bartender, I want a scotch and two drops of water. Coming up, says the bartender. As she finishes the drink, the man to her right says, since I'm the only one around you that hasn't bought you a drink, I guess I better buy you one as well. The old woman says, great, bartender, I want a scotch and two drops of water. Coming right up, the bartender says. As he gives her the drink, he says, ma'am, I'm dying of curiosity. Why only two drops of water? The old woman leans over to him. She says, sonny. You learn that when you're my age, you can hold your liquor, but you can't hold your water. Man, it's been a strange week. There's uh, protests and demonstrations in Egypt, Lebanon, Libya, bombing in Moscow. A dude named Butts tried to sell some fake jewelry to a Massachusetts police chief who absolutely just happened to own a jewelry store. And uh, that didn't turn out too good for the bad guy. Butts was arrested. You know, since January 1, there's been over 2,700 people died from poison. Um, died, let's see, 1,000 for suffocation. Uh, 3,000 have died from traffic accidents and uh, 1,500 plus that have died from falling all less than have been killed with the use of a firearm, whether it be homicide, suicide, accident, or whatever. All less. April 29th through May 1st in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of the Steelers, the NRA will be having its 140th annual meeting. Now, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, this one's going to be huge. So I want all you listeners of the Urban Shooter Podcast to make the reservations early so you'll have a room. Don't want you to be 
out there stuck in your car somewhere. April 29th through May 1st for the NRA annual meeting. I'm going to be there. Make sure you get yourself a room. It's going to be one big party. In Chicago, Mayor Daley still's got a crayfish in his craw and talking out the side of his head about gun laws since the Arizona shooting. Nothing's changing in Chicago for right now. One of the new terms I've heard is rapid-fire ammunition. Of course, they're trying to ban that. If you could actually tell me what that is. Wisconsin appears set to enact the right to carry in its new legislative session, which will bring it in line with almost all the rest of America. That will leave Illinois as the only remaining state with no provision for lawful citizen carry. There's a declining handful of holdouts with restrictive May-issue laws. Hawaii, Rhode Island, and who else? My state of Maryland. Unlike residents on the other side of almost all of our borders, we still cannot be trusted with having the means to save ourselves when mortality is tossed in our lap. Maryland, speaking of Maryland, Maryland's highest court gave swift treatment to the appeal of a guy named Charles Williams, denying his request for overturn of a conviction under state laws that severely limit the carry or transport a firearm. The predictable ruling came from a case that should never have been appealed to this point where it becomes a controlling and damning opinion after Williams was arrested and convicted for possession of a handgun outside his home. The peculiar facts of the case gave gun grabbers a magnificent opportunity to cast the federal rulings on the Second Amendment, Heller and McDonald as narrow matters that apply only inside the home. Williams, for now, reinforces the state policies on licensing, and other restrictions to ownership and transport. Unquestionably, Mr. Williams deserved the opportunity to use every available legal option in mounting a zealous defense to the charges brought against him, and that includes leveraging the Supreme Court's recognition of the Second Amendment as an individual right. But, unfortunately, he had a really bad lawyer, which made our horrible Attorney General Doug Gensler look real good, and a poor sense of strategics have combined to needlessly create a loss for all gun owners in Maryland. State gun grabbers are now telling legislators that our rights are an academic matter that stops at our front door, and they are free to make the judicial note of this case in gun rights litigation nationwide, perhaps helping to turn the tide. Ladies and gentlemen, our work just got tougher, thanks to some boneheads in Maryland. So hopefully, the great team of Alan Gura and Second Amendment Foundation and all those great legal eagles on that side can resurrect this dying case or do what y'all do best and fix something that's broken. And that's it for the news for this week. And now, our featured presentation. presentation. Chip, welcome to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Well, thanks. It's good to be here, Ken. Man, Crossman's been around a minute. Tell me about the company. Crossman's been around quite a while. Uh, They've been around since the 1920s, always based right here in western New York. And in recent years, we've uh, innovated quite a bit in the uh, air gun industry, coming out with some great new guns culminating with our Benjamin Rogue 357 Big Boar last week at the SHOT Show in Las Vegas. Wow. But you guys do everything. I mean, you got air guns, you got archery even. 
We do. We've got several brands. We do uh, air guns and ammunition. We're one of the leading uh, manufacturers and designers in the world for air guns and ammo. Uh, we also do airsoft, and uh, uh, we do uh, some paintball uh, markers. We do uh, uh, some archery with uh, crossbows under our Centerpoint brand. We also do quite a bit of uh, rifle uh, scopes and sights. And so if it's outside, there's a good chance we've got something uh, for you to take out there. Oh, man. Man, air guns come a long way since uh, my little Red Rider BB gun. They sure have. These are not the uh, the air guns our daddies grew up with, or even even you and I. These um, these are what we call adult air rifles. Um, we've got guns that will uh, uh, shoot you know, upwards of 1,100 feet per second, and it's getting to the um, where we get to the point where we're starting to measure these in, in energy because uh, they're getting comparable to some uh, low-end uh, rimfire guns. I mean, these uh, latest guns we're coming out with are really targeting the hunting community. Um, back in September, we hi- signed on uh, to, with uh, Jim Shockey to endorse our products. And if uh, your listeners are not familiar with Jim Shockey, he is uh, one of the uh, world-renowned professional hunters with uh, several uh, world records and uh, uh, animals to his credit, and he believes that Crosman is on the path to uh, uh, really bring air gun hunting to the mainstream. So what are we talking? Are we talking birds, rabbits, what? Well, air guns have always been the the go-to tool for getting rid of uh, pests, anything from rats and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, just critters in the backyard, but... um, Folks have always wanted to go beyond that backyard and really hit the woods with a gun that doesn't make a whole lot of noise. And so we've got some guns to uh, satisfy everything from the basement shooter to uh, the backyard hunter to the folks who uh, really want to get into some uh, medium game, medium-sized game like hogs and uh, coyotes. So uh, whatever your interest, we certainly have a, a gun to uh, satisfy it something uh we've got guns for uh for kids if they've never shot before we've got the marlin cowboy and all the way up to that new rogue 357 and everything in between so with that rogue you can actually take down a wild pig huh that's right uh you know jim shockey's uh a daughter eva was we interviewed her uh last week at shot and she she knocked down a 150 pound hog down in texas um, not with a rogue, but with a uh, Marauder uh, 25, a 25 caliber, which was, has been our flagship gun for uh, for about a year now. And uh, when she saw the uh, rogue, uh, she uh, she couldn't get her hands on it quick enough. So uh, it, it's gonna, this coming year is going to be something to see, and of course we'll be posting all the videos and whatnot online at CrosmanHunting.com. Oh man! So give me give me a quick rundown on Air Gun 101. Sure. Uh, air guns uh, date back all the way to the Napoleonic Wars. For um, uh, students of American history, uh, you may already know that Lewis and Clark had an air gun on their trip uh, uh, with their Corps of Discovery going out west. And today's air guns um, uh, that we're producing, we have the uh, uh, traditional uh, guns that use a CO2 cartridge that you screw into the uh, uh, the, uh, the handle of it, and uh, you can get about you know, 40 to 50 shots out of. Um, we've got the BB guns that you grew up with, 
then we have brake barrel guns that um, the barrel actually breaks open, and you insert a pellet, close it back up, and fire it. And our uh, um, what we've done to those guns, we've removed the traditional coiled steel spring and replaced it with a nitrogen-filled gas ram that makes it a, a quiet, more accurate gun in the woods because it's an easy gun to keep by the back door when you have some uh, pest issues in the backyard or you just want to grab it and take the kids out and go do some some planking. And then all the way up to um, our PCP guns. A uh, PCP is short for pre-charged pneumatic, which basically means you have a large onboard air tank. Um, our PCP guns uh, have about anywhere from a 250 to a 300 cc tank with pressures going from 2,000 to 3,000 psi, and can fire a 177 pellet up to 1,100 feet per second, or a 25 caliber uh, or pellet up to 900 feet per second, or this new Rogue 357 can shoot a 175 grain pellet up to 800 feet per second. So um, we've got something just for the introductory um shooter all the way up to an experienced adult shooter and it's a real exciting time to be uh shooting air guns sounds like it man good gracious hey, hey how about the um that new thing y'all got for the ar platform sure that's the uh uh mar 177 this is a a um a gun we came up with actually it's not even a gun it's a uh uh it's an upper for the uh ar15 platform it's designed for uh, competitive uh, precision shooting, and we were approached by Creedmoor Sports to uh, come up with a, a gun um, for these uh, competition shooters that uh, have been using an AR platform, but they needed something to be able to practice and uh, uh, shoot as an air gun. And the idea is, if uh, if you're familiar with with ARs, the upper and lower are two separate pieces held together by two pins. And you pop the two pins, pull your regular upper out, insert um, our upper that is based on our Marauder PCP platform, um, and and you're ready to go out the door. It it looks uh, like an AR. It has the, the handle on top. It has a uh, 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 an AR appearance on the, uh, the barrel of it. It's a, it's a good looking gun, but it shoots fantastically. What's that piece called? It's called the MAR-177, and MAR is short, is short for a, a Modular Adaptive Rifle. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty much the reaction we got. I, that, that just, I mean, that. <laughs> it, was, it was something that our engineers uh, were calling the sleeper hit for us at SHOT, and so when we went to Media Day, which is uh, held on a shooting range uh, in, in Boulder City, Nevada. Um, we had the, the Mar 177 and this new big bore rifle, and uh, uh, folks came to see the Rogue 357 on their way out. They couldn't help but take a look at the Mar, and it was uh, it was getting quite a bit of attention. So we're we're excited to have it out uh, this summer. Okay, so not not yet released. Not yet released. The the Rogue will be uh, in limited production in late spring and uh, full production uh, this summer. Okay. And folks can take a look at it where? Online? Online at crosman.com. Uh, we're getting all our new products uh, up there, and you can always uh, check the blogs as well. We've got all the press releases on all these 
uh, new guns. We had new releases in our, our center point group for some scopes. We've got a brand new crossbow called the Crown 175. Um, of course, we've got new uh, airsoft. We've got some blowback uh, pistols in our airsoft group. Well, we've got a new blowback BB pistol as well under Crosman. And, of course, the oh, Rose. Used to be only only you could get your stuff from, like, Japanese or something. You couldn't get anything American-made. That's right. We're, we're, we've always been based in, uh, in the U.S. Um, of course, these days, anything more complicated than a ballpoint pen is going to have some kind of foreign component in it. True. But uh, we do uh, have uh, a large selection of products that are made right here in our U.S. factory. But uh, all of them are designed here, and they, they are really, really nice guns. Man, that's all right, Chip. Man, I appreciate this. I'm going to put all the information that you just told me with links back on episode 202 of the Urban Shooter Podcast. And we'll make sure uh, folks take a look at everything you just mentioned. Sure thing. Uh, be sure to visit Crosman.com. And while you're there, after you take a look at all the new products, if you see something that catches your eye, you can use the coupon code Urban Shooter and get 15% off your purchase. Oh, how nice is that? There you go. All right, Chip. Appreciate that, man. Sure thing, Ken. No, no problem. And now, and now, and now, our crossman, our crossman tip, tip of the week of the week. Today's air guns. Um, you need to know your capabilities. You know, because a gun is capable of doing something, doesn't mean you're capable of making it do that. It, it, it is a tool. It's. Um, it's a, you want to wear your safety glasses, you want to be sure of your backstop, and you want to be sure of your target before you pull the trigger. Outstanding. And they surely don't point it at anything, just like a regular firearm, don't put, point it at anything you don't want to absolutely destroy. Oh, Crossman and up to the notch. It's no longer a toy anymore. That's right. These are, these are adult air guns, for sure. And you heard it here on the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thanks, Chip. Thanks, Ken. The Minister of Defense, the pastor of Paladins, Patriots, and Pistoleros will be right back after these commercials. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. Is the cost of ammo bringing you down? Are you ready to have fun with your firearm again? If you need ammo, your friend and brother from a different mother has the answer. LuckyGunner.com. Good prices. LuckyGunner.com. If your time is valuable, LuckyGunner.com. Order your ammo today, LuckyGunner.com, where you won't waste your time and the shipping is fast. It's 110% guaranteed. LuckyGunner.com. Do you have a copy of the book, Black Man with a Gun? A responsible gun ownership manual for African Americans. It's a good primer for the activist. Makes a great gift for the new shooter. Gives you instant cool points. Get your autographed copy today on KenBlanchard.com. 
And now, back to the man who's packing more than a browning. Question of the week. If you could only own five firearms, what would they be and why? Hmm. Arthur says, giving this some thought, the first thing that comes to mind is that at least one of the five I don't already own. That's not good. It's perhaps time to rearrange shooting priorities. (laughs) Troy says, a P-99, a Colt AR, an FS-2000, a Benelli 1014, and a Remington 700 and 308. Why? Because they look cool and they work right. Craig says his Springfield loaded. It was accurate out of the box, and he knows it'll go bang every time. His XD-45 service, because in the winter months, he can get his gloved finger in the trigger guard. Oh, he can't do it with his 1911, and he can do it with this one. And it's 870 because if you want to reconfigure it, you can. It's kind of the ultimate erector set and will fire everything between 23.4 and 31.2. A Winchester 3030. Need a good all around rifle for everything. And his Peacemaker clone because every hick needs a cowboy gun. My man Bill says an AR 15 and 223, an AR 10 and 308, Remington 870 12 gauge, and a Smith and Wesson. Uh, 1911 5-inch and a 3-inch and 45 ACP. And Bill, the guitar is the bomb, dude. Bless you for that. Charles says, Glock 19, military round, and therefore, ammo is available. Glock 23, the law enforcement ammo availability. AR-15, 1911 45 ACP, and a 308 or 300 Win Mag. Jamie says Ruger LCP just because a Sega 12 is accurate and based on a proven reliable platform, plus it eats just about anything. A Taurus 608, even though it has a bad reputation, he's never had a problem with it. And a Dragonoff, same reason as the Sega. An XD40. Fritz says a Springfield Army Ultra Compact 45 ACP is CCW gun of choice. Also a Model 629 Smith & Wesson 3-inch barrel. And it's round, but power and concealability when trekking in the backcountry. A M1 carbine as his truck and tractor rifle. A Ruger Model 77 bolt rifle 308. And a 500 Mossberg 12-gauge 18-inch barrel with adjustable poly choke for versatility. That 308 is starting to become a uh, kind of a song now. I bought a Glock 19 from Jason, a Glock 23, HK 45 because he just loves the HK, a SIG 5.56. It runs everything he puts through it. Dan says a Remington 700 and 308. Mm hmm. Another 308 guy right there. You won't have to get me a 308, I do believe. Aaron says an AR 10, a Glock 19, a Glock 17. Scott says an M4 with a fun switch since he's being all hypothetical and all, and a Springfield 1911 in stainless with ambi safety because he's a lefty, and a Remington 700, and something boring like 30-06 or 308, and a Mossberg 500 with a couple of different barrels. Hmm, there seems to be a trend here. Chad says something different, though. He says a M82 and 50 BMG, a 590 12-gauge, USP Tactical 45, AR-15 5.56, and of course a Remington 700P in 308. Call me psychic, but I think 
you sold a 308, you could do pretty good around here. How about Paul? Paul says, take a 12 gauge Beretta PT-92, MK-765 <laughs> anti-aircraft gun. And that's from my Merchant Marine buddy. Jason Stopper, Glock 19. 1022. Only one that brought up a 22 here. There's this vast list of people. Um, ben mentions a 357 revolver, a 308, a 22 long rifle, a rifle, and 9mm semi-auto. Didn't say what kind. Uh, Jeff, whose iPod I now have. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Now I can actually sweat out the oldies with this thing. M1 Garand, a Ruger 1022. Set up Barrett MRAD. I don't even know who that is. I gotta look it up. Doc Zozo says MP MP nine mil. Mm-hmm. MP forty-five. My brother Double E says twenty-two Ruger three fifty-seven, and he got an AK variant and forty-five and a twelve-gauge pump. Let's see. We got TJ and John and Aaron and Dan- David. Say what David said. Davis says only one thing he really wants to have. He wants a 357 Magnum stainless six Colt Python, six inch Colt Python. Yeah, I hear you, Dave. I hear you. Sally says, uh, yep, 357. Not a bad deal. John T. Danny. Danny got some stuff on here. Danny, Danny wants a Nighthawk pump tactical shotgun. And how about a Shaytac M200 intervention in 408? Hmm. Never heard of that one. I have to look that up. And Ray says he's going to take a whole bunch of different 1911s from the Ed Brown Classic to the Nighthawk Dominator with adjustable sights. And Robert says government model 1911 caliber 45 ACP and a high standard. Hmm. Smart people here. But they're all on my Facebook page. And let's see. And Ricardo says 357, 9mm. From a Glock 17 or 19 or Beretta. And oh yeah. And Sally says, oh yeah, I forgot about her 308 and her 30-06 bolt action rifles, which she got from her grandfather. Leroy, who started this whole question of the week, actually, says a Remington 870 shotgun. A Ruger Mini 14, thumbs up for that one. 357 Magnum, Smith & Wesson Revolver, Smith & Wesson MMP 40, and a Uzi pistol, a shotgun and revolver for short range home defense. MMP 40 for CCW, Mini 14 for long distance, and Uzi pistol for medium distance. Spoken like a true urban warrior. Yeah, that was a good question, man. I got like 48 responses from Facebook. If you're not a member of my Facebook family, look for me under Ken Blanchard. That's Ken with two N's or Pastor Ken Blanchard on Facebook. Thanks, family. You're listening to the Urban Shooter Podcast from KenBlanchard.com. If you want to call Ken, you can leave a message toll free in the U.S. at 888-675-0202 or contact him at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Marriage. Yeah, I want to actually talk about it. Marriage is designed by God to meet our core need for companionship. Now, God's will is that marriage should be honored by all in the marriage bed kept pure. God's will is for wives to be subject to their own husbands as to the Lord. 
and for men to love their own wives as Christ loved the church and to nurture and cherish their wives as they would their own body. That's scripture. God told Adam that it was not good for him to be alone, so he created a helpmate for him. Now, a helpmate is one who supplies what is lacking in another person. God created Eve to add to what Adam could not do by himself. King Solomon said that two people can accomplish more than one. So you didn't even know that came from King Solomon, did you? Adam named his bride Eve. Together, they lived eastward in Eden in a paradise created by God. Sounds cool, right? It was. They were naked, but not ashamed. This is actually coming from um, a little booklet that I wrote. I was trying to learn how to write uh, and design my own cover and book. And from nuts to bolts, I did the whole thing, like, you know, designed it, typeset it. It's got some issues, but um, the content is not too bad. If you want to copy of this thing, it's called Naked But Not Ashamed. I can uh, send you a copy. Just let me know. All right, that's enough of that eating stuff. Let's flash forward to the present. You know that being a happily married Christian male is no easy task. You know, the average length of a marriage in America is 7.2 years. Every year, that number gets shorter. And it's easier to get out of a marriage than it is to get your credit repaired. We are taught to be in the world, but not of the world. Talking to Christians right now, though. We practice all the tenements of our faith, but have some of the worst marital relationships in a church. Our kids are holy terrors and the first ones to act up in the sanctuary. Can I get an amen, somebody? You know, there's an unspoken truth in the modern home that if mama ain't happy, daddy ain't happy. Well, despite his other successes, daddy, and that's in quotations, is not happy with his home life. Now, this problem is noteworthy because it influences the church. It affects the ministry and the prayers of the men we hold up as examples. As a result, how you are living speaks so loud that we can't hear what you're saying. In other words, your witness as a Christian leader is not as effective as it could be because your foundation is weak. Marriage, my brothers, is not for boys. It can be a beautiful thing but it takes effort that most don't want to give. That's why it's not for the lighthearted. If you can't handle yourself, you can't handle the responsibility of leading a family. You must be mature enough to handle yourself first. If marriage were a sport, it would be a marathon race that you had to run while twirling a baton at the same time. It looks easy till you try it. Women, more often than men, come often better prepared for marriage than we do. In my opinion, you have to catch up, though, overtake her and lead. She is waiting. Chaos follows if you do not. And probably the reason your sex life is suffering is there is anarchy in your home because you are where you are in the race. You are to lead the household. God is about order. Leadership, however, is not automatic. If you don't have the balls to lead, then you lose out. Like your muscles, use it or lose it. Now, society doesn't support a stable, healthy Christian marriage. Don't look for public support. Don't expect kudos, a biscuit, or a pat on the head for doing the right thing in your house. 
Marriage is like taking two people and making a new life form. When cells merge, they make a unique cell. The emphasis is on the unique. You can no longer operate separate but equal. You have to change your operating system. Selfishness will destroy a marriage. The Bible calls joining together one flesh. Don't sweat it. It is supposed to be an improvement if God ordained your marriage. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Marriage should mean that you and your wife have a unique relationship. It should be something special between you and her that is unlike the relationship you had with your mother, your sister, your relatives, the past girlfriends, wives, and whoever. But marriage is a full-time job that takes time to adapt to. No one likes to give up anything, especially the old self. Real love involves sacrifice. You must give and take in every situation or worthwhile endeavor. Jesus said that a house divided against itself cannot stand. Your ability to remain married will be in direct proportion to your willingness to evolve. You know, a marriage only has two options, like a tree, and that is to grow or die. You can actively participate in its death by doing nothing. Apathy and immaturity can cripple and kill the growth of a couple. On the other hand, you can take steps to nurture and protect it. Your marriage is one of your most sacred expressions of love. Love is one of the greatest gifts God has given us. It is so great that Jesus died on the cross to demonstrate God's love for us. Without love as the motivation, no act of service, no matter how great, is worthwhile. The devil knows this and will do all he can to destroy love in your marriage. Your wife should be the only one that knows your deepest nature. You are to know your wife like you know yourself. The verb to know is used biblically many times to describe this deep-rooted relationship. Your blessings are hindered when you tie the fig leaves around you. The enemy has a foothold in your life because of the space you allow to be between you and your wife. Take off the robes. It's time to get naked. Think about it when you're naked. You're often behind a locked door or home alone. You want your home life to be like that. That's your goal, even if you have never seen a happy home to emulate. In a happy home, there is peace. How much would you pay for peace of mind? Exactly. It can't be bought. When there is order in the house, there is love and respect. When there is order and you want to move on, a plan that your wife doesn't really understand, she's there right there beside you. When outside forces attack you, she is there passing you ammunition. And the sex life in a happy home can be hot, steamy, and satisfying like a holiday meal. So pass me a big piece of chicken. First Peter 3, 7 says, Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayer be not hindered. You can actually jack up your prayer life if your home life is not right. Ain't that some stuff? Now, you don't have to claim nothing I just said. You can say, well, Ken wasn't talking about me, and that's fine. But maybe you can use that information on what you just heard to share with a brother who said, 
blank. Man, my wife is blank or my household is blank. And to help you remember, remember the words of Ray Charles. Hey, mama, don't you treat me wrong. Come and love your daddy all night long. See, when you get to the point where your wife calls you daddy, you're doing well. Then he says, all right now. Hey, 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 it's all right. See the girl with the diamond ring? She knows how to shake that thing? Right. That's his wife. That's his bride. That's his Eve. And it's all right. Now, now, now. And then there's some opposition and you think about, hey, hey, hey. Talk to the wife. Tell your mama. Tell your pa. I'm going to send you back to Arkansas. There's a relationship with the family here. They're not an I. What's it called? They're not an oasis. They are part of the family unit. She don't act right. There's some discussion. There's some. You talk to a person of maturity or more wisdom. You don't talk to the parents of the bride or the groom, but don't tell everybody your business and don't keep everybody in your family. When you see me in misery, come on, baby, see about me. Keep it home, fellas. Ladies, be alert to this. Guys are pretty easy, actually. Feed us. Clothe us. Give us some space every once in a while. And let us uh, be intimate with you more often than not. And everything will be gravy. Then Ray said to see the girl with the red dress on. She can do the bird land all night long. And the bird land was a dance back in the day. And then he said, tell me what I say. Basically, repeat what I just said so that I understand it. Because he want to know. Baby, I want to know. And that's just some tips from Ray Charles. Talking about marriage on the Urban Shooter Podcast. Why? I don't know why. It just popped into my head like that. Maybe it was for you. Maybe it was for me. Help me remember. You know, sometimes I forget. Yeah, that's it. It was for me. All right, and for the record, some of that stuff I said, it sounded pretty sexist, right? Like the guy was going to be sitting around and the wife was cooking for him and clothing him and all right, and that is begging call. We know that ain't how it works. Remember what I said before, whatever works in your house works in your house. This was just for Christian men, just your brother talking, trying to give you some help to make sure your household is a little better. All right? Mama, don't you treat me wrong Come and love your daddy all night long All right Hey, hey, hey All right 
see the girl with the diamond ring She knows how to shake that thing all right Hey, hey, hey. Tell your mama, tell your pa I'm gonna send you back to Arkansas Oh, yes, ma'am Baby, if you don't do right Don't do right When you see me in misery Come on baby, see about me All right now Hey, hey All right Oh, yeah See the girl with the silky dress She puts up with all my mess, oh yeah Hey, hey All right Tell me what I say now Tell me what I said. Tell me what I said now. Tell me what I said. Tell me what I said, yeah. Tell me what I said. And I wanna know, baby. I wanna know right now. And I wanna know. And I wanna know right now, yeah. I wanna know. Said I wanna know. Oh, hold up. I'm, I'm just getting started. Don't. Um, I'll hold. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go, here we go. Hey. Oh. Hey. Huh. Hey. Huh. Hey, one more time. Say it 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 one more time. Oh. 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 Make me feel so good. Oh, it's all right. Said 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 it's all right. Oh, shake that thing now. Baby, shake, shake that thing. Baby, shake that thing. Baby, shake that thing. Baby, shake that thing. Make me feel all right now. Said I feel all right now. Oh, make me feel all right. Make me feel all right. Feel alright. Right. 
That was cool, wasn't it? I know. Last week, I started a whole nother slant with Zombie Strike. And really, because I messed up, I read something that's supposed to be for next week. Derek's taking us on a different trip, and I skipped part 60, the epilogue that started this whole new trend. Way back when, like two weeks ago, there were monsters and some stuff happening on the Isle of uh, Corsica. Remember that? Then I skipped ahead to like part 65. My bad. This week, I'm going to pull back what I suppose I read before with part 60 epilogue. Coming up next on Zombie Strike. This is Zombie Strike. Part 60. Epilogue, Tampa, Florida, 15 September 2010, 1630 hours local, countdown, one year, three months, 16 days. Mateo Cortez watched as his five-year-old daughter was lifted into the back seat of the silver SUV. Mateo buried all of his heartbreak as he waved back at the smiling Mercedes. The two of them enjoyed a very busy day in Bush Gardens the biggest theme park this side of Orlando. The little girl was still clutching the stuffed animal that Mateo bought for her. This was the last time he would see his daughter for a long time. Christina, his ex-wife's sister, almost slammed the car door while scowling at Mateo. He did his best to ignore the woman. She looked too much like Maria when she scowled. When we get the money, asked the impatient man Mateo had been ignoring for the last few minutes. Tim, Christina's husband, was an annoying, pathetic jerk of a man. With a pinched, weasel-like face, balding head, and overpriced mall clothes, Tim looked more like a middle manager than an attorney. The funds will be transferred to an account set up by the trust company, answered Robin Adams as she approached the two men. She pulled a manila envelope from her purse and shoved it into Tim's hands. The trustee will call you and set up a meeting. She will explain how to submit child care expenses for reimbursement. That was not what the judge said. Tim protested. The judge required Mr. Cortez to provide for his daughter and place the full extent of his ex-wife's estate to that end. Robin shot back. If you bother to check the paperwork... I have just handed to you. You will see that the judge has already signed off on the arrangement. Tim tried to stare Robin down. Against the tall beauty, he had no chance. Without another word, Tim stormed back to the waiting car. What are you doing here? Mateo asked Robin. You disappeared after the hearing yesterday, Robin answered. There was something odd in her voice. Over the past couple of months, Robin had worked closely with Mateo, both in her role as McKenzie and Winston's liaison with the zombie strike team and in helping Mateo with the custody battle over his daughter. Mateo had finally managed to get over his normal nervousness around attractive women and be able to talk normally with Robin. He owed her that much. I was worried when you didn't show back up at the hotel, Robin said, 
Mateo's nervousness surged back as her blue eyes seemed to twinkle in the afternoon sun. Yesterday didn't go as well as I hoped. Sorry, I should have called, Mateo said. I visited Maria's grave and then just kind of drove all night. Robin smiled, and Mateo looked down at his watch. Damn it, he could face off hundreds of zombies. What about this woman made him so uneasy? Even Maria didn't do that to him. We should head back to the hotel and get packed, Mateo said. We've got a late flight to catch. He started to walk toward Robin's rental. She stopped him with a gentle hand on his arm. No need to hurry. I've rescheduled the flight until tomorrow, Robin said with a devious smile on her face. I believe you owe me a tour of the little city of yours. Mateo's nervousness vanished as he led, back, led her back to the car. Skull Island, South Pacific, 15 September 2010, 1630 hours local, countdown, one year, three months, 16 days. Chief Warrant Officer Stahl, U.S. Army, retired, was getting used to his new home. He'd been surprised by the job offer from Mateo. He talked to Colonel Allen, the commander of the U.S. Anti-Zombie Task Force, about it. Stahl had literally grown up in the Army. His father and grandfather had both risen to Master Sergeant in this man's Army. Stahl had expected Allen to chew him out for even thinking of leaving. Instead, the Colonel encouraged the move. The old soldier expected the battle between Zombie Strike and the Truth Cult to really heat up. The team needed experienced soldiers and the Colonel needed someone he trusted on the team. Stahl had taken to walking the perimeter of the Zombie Strike compound. The old hotel and surrounding buildings had been nearly destroyed during the battle between the Great Horde and the Army. A new complex was rising up from its ashes. This one was built more like a modernized English castle, complete with moat, drawbridge, and high surrounding wall. At the center was a 1,500-foot metal spire. Until the constellation of communication satellites was replaced, radio was once again line of sight. That tower could communicate with almost anything in the Pacific, including M&W's office in Sydney. As Stahl came into the new firing range, he could see the girl firing a bench-rested scar. Stahl had to put away his concerns about women in combat after his LRP team, or LERP, was sent in to rescue a convoy that had been caught by insurgents outside of Baghdad on the Tampa Road. The women soldiers proved themselves that day. This girl, Jess, had proven herself numerous times, according to the rest of the team. The huge wolf that followed her around was curled up at her feet, ignoring the noise. There was something odd about that animal. Nice groups, Stahl observed as he stood behind Jess. She fired two more rounds before standing up and facing him. Even coated in sweat and cordite, Jess looked better than she had in weeks. She still wasn't smiling much. The neurotoxin the truth's monster hit her with had done some pretty severe damage to her mind. She only returned from some intensive psychiatric care two days ago. Thanks, Chief. She said, her voice almost normal. Listen, I know you just got back, but the team is going to be doing some field exercises and I think it might be good for you to come along. Just turned back and picked up the rifle. 
I don't know. She answered, I think it may be time for me to quit this. Why? Stala asked. Because it seems like every time I go out there, someone dies. Jess said. And you think you're the reason? Chief Stahl replied. You think I'm foolish, don't you? Jess asked her blue eyes boring into the chief. No, I think you're in the middle of a nasty war, Stahl answered. I think you just got hit with an evil weapon that terrified you, and it isn't going to get any easier. So you think I should quit? Jess demanded. Nope. I think you should want to murder them that did all this to you, Chief Stahl said. I can show you how. Just look warily at the former soldier and nodded. Heflick, Iceland, 15 September, 2010, 1630 hours local, countdown, one year, three months, 16 days. The man known as Castle strode into the safe house's kitchen. He stared at the man who was busily stirring a pot of that American travesty, chili. The man didn't seem to notice or care that the leader of the truth and the flayed one's own chosen was impatiently tapping his leather shoe on the linoleum. I see you finally recovered, Castle finally said, breaking the silence. Pretty much, Alan said, Laddling uh, up a bowl of the horrid stuff. I see you finally had time to come and see me. Castle hated the American's flippant attitude. If he didn't need Alan's incredible skill with the mystic power, Castle would have rid himself of the sorcerer months ago. Some of us have better things to do than nearly get themselves killed in a project that they had no business in. Castle answered. You were supposed to be working on the key. I needed to go to the nursery, Alan said fatly. Why? Castle asked. One of the nasty side effects of spending so much time working with magical forces is that sometimes it lets you peek into the future. Sometimes just enough to drive you insane, or sometimes just enough to act. What does it have to do with you being in Rosca instead of Barcelona working on the key? Castle demanded. Alan set down the bowl of chili in motion for Castle to follow him. Alan walked down the stairs to the safe house's cellar. It was cold, barely above the outside temperature. In the center of the dark cellar was a crystal cage. Castle could see the man inside huddling under a blanket. I didn't go to Ruska to stop Zombie Strike from destroying the nursery, Alan said. I was fulfilling the prophecy surrounding the flayed one's return. The man in the cage turned toward the two. Castle's eyes widened as he recognized the man. I found the betrayer, Alan said, motioning to Colin Dubois. I'm just keeping him safe until it's time for him to kill Mateo Cortez. This concludes another installment of the narrated story Zombie Strike by Derek Ward. Join us next time for another exciting edition of the ongoing saga. This product is protected by copyright owned by Blanchard Studios. 
Kenneth Blanchard, and other individuals or entities. Any production, retransmission, republication, or any other use of part or audio found on this site is expressly prohibited unless prior written permission has been granted by Kenneth Blanchard or the appropriate copyright owner. All other rights reserved. All right, that's a wrap for this week. I want to thank you for joining me again. And uh, make sure if you have any comments, you will send them to blackmanwithagun at gmail.com that you will call me toll-free in the U.S. For my overseas family, um, use that email. I miss you. I haven't talked to Xavier or Yens in a while. So uh, if you're outside the continental U.S. and Canada, send me an email. Tell me what's happening with you. If you hadn't sent me an uh, iTunes review in a while, Hey, check on that thing. Trying to get on a new radio station. Uh, we'll see how that goes. And I got a big, big project coming up, but uh, I might have overspent for it. The bill hasn't come yet, and the product hasn't come yet, but you will see it when it happens. Um, I've spent so much money um, just at the end of the year. Just like you hear in this show, there's some new tidbits here. And... uh I got to get stuff right before before the bills come in. So if you got a couple of dollars extra that you can send to the brother, you won't be uh, disappointed. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I don't want to beg, really, because Urban Shooter supporters already helped me. But I kind of need a little bit more just this month. Eh, enough of that. Thanks for being there for me. Until next week. This is your friend and your brother from different mother wishing you peace. Shalom, baby. This concludes another weekly edition of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thanks for listening. Feel free to leave Ken a review on iTunes about the show. Join the forum on blackmanwithagun.info or comment on the show notes on kenblanchard.com. <laughs>